Monday. You got me fresh out of the shower. <laughs> fresh back from a run that I did not want to do. So you're going to have to deal with this, this mess on top of my head for a little bit because I need to blow dry it because it's freezing outside <laughs> here in Charlotte. Although freezing for Charlotte, I guess, is <clears throat> relative. But I'm freezing. Half of why I didn't want to go on a run. I am a sun bunny, not a winter bunny. Not excited <laughs> about winter at all. I moved from Massachusetts down here so I didn't have to deal with snow. I really don't want to deal with cold either. But <clears throat> if you are struggling to get your workout in, if you are in the same boat as me and really not feeling it and taking longer than you thought, get out there and do it. You can listen to me while you get your exercise on and we'll be on our way. If you're joining us live in the Fit and Faithful group, welcome. Happy Monday. If you're watching us um, on the replay on the podcast, hello. You finally caught a live, April. Yay! <clears throat> That's a win right there. You can also catch us always um, on the podcast recordings on uh, Facebook. You can catch it on Spotify, Amazon, uh, Samsung Music, or YouTube. We're all, we're all over the place. So feel free to catch us in any of those places if you don't catch us live. As always, I'd love to start off with some prayers. So if you have any prayers or praise reports, please let me know. I would love to pray over those with you. Today we've got an awesome live. We talked last week about how motivation does not come until you take some action steps. So this week I want you to take action steps and I want to give you some easy steps to get started on your faith journey, to continue diving deep on your faith journey, working on your fitness, working on your nutrition, all of that. I would love to tell you that your motivation just kicks into gear more when you've been doing this a while. It really doesn't and today is an example of that for me. But I didn't do what I did today for weight loss or to make up for what I did on the weekend. I did it because it's it's what what I want my body to do. It's what God wants us to be healthy. He wants us to be faithful with the small things so more will be given. So we will break into that. First and foremost, prayer request. If you have any, please let us know. It is um, my little SOS with my clients, but you all here too, if you have an unspoken prayer request or just need some prayer, comment an emoji. Any emoji will do. Well, no, you don't want to talk about it, but that you need prayer and you're in a huge group of women who are going to surround you in prayer. This is such an amazing group. So use it. Melissa, back pain. Mm, I'm speaking over that. <clears throat> I know how that, I know how that is. Um, so we will pray over Melissa, but use this group. We are here. We need to be surrounded by a group of prayer warriors. You've got them in here. I guarantee you, you've got prayer warriors in here. I'll have you raise your hand if you are a prayer warrior and ready to go. You're here to pray. You're here to praise. We're here to support you. So let's um, pray together. Lord God, I just thank you so much for the women that are here today listening live or um, listening at another time. Father, I speak over any pain, any anxiety, any stresses, um, financial, family, um, relational, any stresses or anxieties that they may be feeling 
this morning, Lord. I ask that you um, allow them to release those at your feet and fill themselves with your joy. Allow your spirit to speak to them, Lord, not the enemy. Help them to um, really listen to your voice and be able to um, hear the difference between the enemy and you. Father, help us to know that your voice is sometimes very quiet and small. Allow us that time to hear that small voice that is whispering over the loud world, over the loud voices in our head, over the things that we tell ourselves. Help us to hear your truth today, tomorrow, and forevermore. We love you. We praise you for all the good that you are doing regardless of our circumstances. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Heather, praying for your daughter, Samantha, praying for you. Teresa, praying beside us. <clears throat> Melissa, I sometimes feel like back pain. It's one of those things you don't appreciate until you have back pain. I say appreciate in a, you know, different kind of way. I hurt my back when my son, who is now going on 13, was three. I was getting him out of the um, tub. And I could not walk. I had to like crawl. My husband was at work. I had to crawl to my room to get my phone, to call for help. It was the worst thing. And it was months and months and months of pain. And I will never forget saying, I will never take my back for granted again. I will never take this moment that I'm not in pain for granted again. Because when you're in that pain, it's, oh, it's something else. So I'm absolutely praying that that is released from you, Melissa, and that you are healed and feeling better before you know it. So last week, we talked about motivation. So many of you come to me asking, I need motivation. I don't have any motivation to get started. I didn't have motivation to run this morning either. But you know what I had to do? We had to take some action to get that motivation. The first few steps of that run, I did not want to do it. I was like, it is freezing out here. I went, I'm in too many layers. <laughs> like my arms are chafing against the side of my body. TMI, maybe, but it's real life. It just wasn't comfortable. I forgot my sunglasses. I'm light-eyed. Obviously, you can tell that. Good morning, Jenny. But my husband doesn't get this. None of my kids get this. I swear the lighter your eyes are, the more the sun hurts you. And I've got sunglasses on like when it's raining all the time. People think I'm nuts. But I didn't have my sunglasses, super sunny today. Like I felt like everything was going wrong. I couldn't find my headphones. It would have been really easy to just say, I don't have the motivation. I don't feel like doing this. I don't want to do this. It's cold outside and look at all these different reasons not to, but that wouldn't help me at all. And like I said earlier, I'm not running to lose weight. I'm not running to train for anything. Jenny, you too? All right. I'm not running for any reason other than I want to have endurance for this life that God called me to. My way of saying thank you most days for my body are moving it in ways that are beneficial to him. Not to me. And it's not through punishing your body and it's not through starving yourself. It's saying thank you for allowing me to move my body like this. When you say go, I want to go. And this endurance that I'm building in my body will help me grow endurance for you. 
So if there are a million reasons today that you do not want to move, this is your sign to move today. You don't need to run. You don't need to do something intense. You can just get outside and go for a walk. So we talked about action last week. Here are some action steps you can take. The first action step you need to take starts here. This war in your mind is big. This war that's going on, it's not of this world, right? It is something we can't even fathom. We get a taste of it in our mind. You have to start here. It cannot start with you saying, I'm going to run to lose three pounds this week. I'm going to run to lose five pounds this week. I'm going to I'm using running, whatever you want to do. Do CrossFit to beat my body up for what I treated it like this weekend. Subnote, you can't treat your body like crap and then beat it up for things that you did and expect a good result. Okay, you cannot fill your body with bad foods or alcohol or sodas and all of this stuff and literally beat it up, beat your inside organs up, and then exercise so intensely that you beat your body up even more for choices that you made. It does not work that way. Your body will just become inflamed. You will get injured. That's not how it works. It's not, it's not how it works. So stop punishing your body for bad choices that you made. End of side note. Back to the point. The first thing you have to know is one, you are responsible for your choices. You do not serve chocolate. You do not serve munchies. You do not serve snacks. Snacks. You do not serve food. That is not who we lay our life down for. You are not held captive. There's dust on my camera. I can't stand it. You are not held captive to food. You were made to rule over it. God said to Adam, you will rule over all of this. That includes all foods that haven't even been transformed and made yet, that the world has messed up. You are in control. You do not have to lay down your goals for chocolate cravings, your life for chocolate cravings. Sometimes I feel... And I feel this too, especially when I have some cravings that I am like, whatever, I will do whatever for a piece of chocolate right now or snacks or whatever. I don't even care about my goals anymore. I just want this. And what has to happen in my mind is that's not right. I'm not going to lay my goals down, my life down, my habits down for food. I will for God and what he calls me to do, and I will lay them there. But first you need to know that your food and your cravings are not in control of you. You are in control of your cravings. Just like we teach our kids, you are in control of your responses. We're teaching Mila that a lot lately. She's a feisty little thing. Um, you might have something bad come against you Someone might say something mean to you. Someone might do something mean to you. But you are in control of your actions. You do not have to eat everything that's in front of you. You do not have to finish a whole plate of food just because your mom told you to when you were five. 
you do not have to be polite and eat a bunch of food that you don't like <laughs> at your friend's house. You can say no thank you. That is an option. You are in control over food. God gave us rule over the animals and plants and living things that are on this planet besides each other. Stop allowing the enemy to flip that switch and have food control you and your emotions and your actions and how you feel that day and now you feel guilty and gross. Stop that. Starts here. You are in control. Two, the next thing you can do. If you have, let's say, 50 pounds or more to lose, you will not lose that this year. I don't care what gimmick you hear, what pill you see, what uh, intermittent fasting thing you do, keto, whatever. You're not going to lose that much weight that quickly. I hear a lot of times people say, oh, good, Samantha. All right. I hear people say, well, I've only lost 15 pounds in six months. I want you to flip that script. If you gained 15 pounds in six months, would you be jumping for joy? No, you would be upset. You would go, what the heck is happening? What did I do? How did this happen? Flip that script. You lost 15 pounds in six months. That's huge. The world wants you to think that you punishing and starving and beating and enslaving your body to worldly diet culture is going to make you feel better. And you have these unrealistic expectations of where you should be because someone somewhere did it in an unhealthy manner and that means you should too. It does not. You will not and should not lose 55 or more pounds this year. If you do, great. Maybe you do. Maybe we get it off in a healthy way. Maybe it comes off in a healthy way. Great. But my expectation is not that I will. So I am going to celebrate one pound. I am going to celebrate two pounds. I am going to celebrate 10 pounds. I'm going to celebrate 30 pounds. I'm going to celebrate 50 pounds and I'm going to keep going and I'm not going to get frustrated because the scale is not the source of my happiness. Christ is. My Savior is. The scale cannot determine my joy. God does. And he's telling me to endure forward. To endure forward. To have endurance to move. You cannot have endurance in a sprint. If you are trying to 100 meter sprint this out with your weight loss, you cannot run 10 miles. I don't care if you're Usain Bolt. You cannot run 10 miles at the pace that he runs 500 meters. You cannot do that. It is not good. It is not sustainable. It is not for you. So stop trying to shortcut and short route your pace here with weight loss. We're not in a 100 meter dash. You are not in a 50 meter run. You are running for endurance. And we are going to celebrate that endurance starting here. I lost a pound. Awesome. Good. Right? Takes 3,500 calories to lose one pound. 7,000 calories to lose 
Two, when you think about the scale of that, that's a lot. That's a lot of calories. The good news is it's also a lot of calories to gain weight. So lose weight, gain weight, we're going to fluctuate. It's going to be okay. So first, you are in control over your food. That is an action step that you are going to tell yourself. Oreos do not have control over you. You can stop it too. You don't have to eat the whole sleeve. You can say no when you are full to dessert after dinner. Just because you were raised in a habit doesn't mean that that habit is good. Dinner after or dessert after dinner every night, it, it doesn't mean that it's healthy just because your mom allowed you to do it. There are things that I allow my kids to do that aren't healthy, probably, right? And I'm sure you do that too. But we can break those chains. We can break that cycle. So one, you are in control over your food. God gave you that. Two, you are not going to lose 55 pounds in a month. And we are going to celebrate the pounds that we do lose. And we are going to celebrate number three, technically two, eh? the gains. Because it's not always the scale that has to move for you to be moving in the right direction. You will gain weight if you have too much sodium the day before. Me, <clears throat> yesterday, gained five pounds in one day according to the scale. Not possible. I know like when I look at the scale it says that, but I know that tomorrow when I hydrate myself, it's going to be four pounds less, three pounds less. I know when I start my cycle, I retain water. So do you. So that weight gain is like fake. And this is why we don't use the scale as a source of our success. It fluctuates too much. That's like using my emotions as uh, when I feel like praying. Like, oh, well, today really stunk. Guess I'm not going to praise God today. No, I'm going to praise him anyways. And I'm going to keep moving forward even with a weight gain. Because my success is not driven by the scale. This has to be in your mentality. You will move up and down. I don't know if Jenny is still on here. She has lost a plethora of weight, so much weight. But there were weeks that we went up five pounds. There were weeks when we went down seven pounds. There were weeks when we lost nothing at all. The scale does not determine your long-term goals. So just get it out of your mind. The scale is great, right? It can help you figure out if you're doing the right things, but you shouldn't be on it every day. It shouldn't be the source of your joy or your frustration. If it's causing you mental anguish, throw it away. Like God cast demons out of people. You can throw out the scale. That might be your demon right now that you need to just cast out and see if you're feeling better with your movement. See if you're um, getting more control over your food. Feel, feel if you have, have more energy in the afternoon. Those are way bigger wins than me losing 10 pounds. I'd rather have more energy to deal with my kids any day, right? And like keep up with them and do their homework and feel good and energized at three o'clock and not like this. Even though I'm 15 pounds less, I still can't move in the afternoons. No good. No good. Number three. Number four, another mindset. Your action step does not need to be your end goal. I have a lot of clients that are training for things right now. 
half marathons, marathons, bodybuilding things, um, swimming competitions, a lot of different athletes that I'm training, which is great. I also, majority of my clients are not training for anything, just overall health. Overall health is hard to measure, right? I want to feel overall better. It's a hard thing to measure for and a hard thing to like want to push forward for. It's easier for me training someone who is looking to increase their sprint time, increase their 100 meter um, run, swim, increase or decrease their run time, increase their golf swing. That's easier because you've got an end goal in mind, right? Like, all right, well, I'm doing this because. However, it gets harder at the end when that competition is over because you train so hard and so much, especially bodybuilders. I don't know if I have any bodybuilders in here, but you have to eat so, so strict. I'm not talking like, well, I have to say no to chocolate. It's like, you better like eggs and be like Gaston or you're not making it. It's hard. So when that's over, a lot of times you just go free for all. So that's their struggle. But the struggle for the general public, and me, I'm included in the general public, I'm not training for anything, is when you say I want to feel better. I want general health. I want to not feel like I feel today. It's hard to quantify that, isn't it? So I want you to quantify that. This is an action step that you're going to take. Maybe the action step is I want to walk or take 10,000 steps a day. Good. Like that's a great place to start. First, you got to have a watch or keep your phone on you at all times and, and blah, blah, track your steps. Two, you need to like take steps and figure out where you are now. Stop trying to judge your goal by where you want to be. Start taking action steps based on where you are now. All of my clients start this way and they all kind of go mm, in the beginning because the world has a different way of working than the Lord. I cannot make you a food plan. I cannot give you food options. I cannot make you a workout plan until I know where the heck you are right now. You need to tell me where you're at, either by logging your food or by doing a fit test. With me, you don't even have to have a coach to do this. You can do it yourself. Where am I at now? Can I walk a mile? Yes? No? All right, my first goal is to walk a mile. Can I walk a mile? Good, my next goal is three. Can I do three? All right, my next goal is five. I want you to have a quantitative number of something that you want to do because it makes it easier to go, all right, today, this is a very bad example. I ran six miles this morning, but this is my goal. My goal, not yours. So we're taking this with my grain of salt, right? My goal is 15,000 steps a day. Let's say it's the end of the day. I have 12,000 right now, actually 11,967. I know I cannot just sit here the rest of the day and just magically get 3,000 steps. I have to be active the rest of the day. I went on a run, that's great. But it's what I do with the rest of the day that determines what I'm going to get, if I'm gonna get to my goal or I'm not. That's what's going to matter. Your workout is great. But if you sit on the couch the rest of the day saying, yeah, I worked out already, 
dun, dun, dun. flip, 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 whatever you do, not doing anything. Girl, that's not the point. The point isn't to work out so you can sit and not do anything. The workout is good, but that's 2% to 5% of your day. What are you doing with the other 90? Are you just sitting here? Are you moving? Are you going? Let's look at that. Let's stop giving the workout more credit than it deserves. And that's as a personal trainer. Stop giving it that much power. It's good. It's good I went on a run. But if I do nothing the rest of the day, my butt's going to hurt. <laughs> right? My hips will hurt. And my back will hurt. And then I can't run tomorrow. Not that I will run tomorrow, but I can't work out tomorrow. So set a quantity. Viable, that's a word, right? Goal, any number. And let's get there. Maybe it's steps. Maybe it's active minutes. Maybe it's that I will get up every hour for six minutes. I'm going to give the Lord 10% of my hour. Not just 10% of my income. 10% of my hour. I'm going to give him six minutes every hour. And I'm going to stand up and I'm going to listen to a podcast or I'm going to listen to the Bible app, or I'm going to listen to a book, and I'm going to walk and move during that six minutes. I'm going to praise and give back during that 10% of the hour. I want you to think about that. There is power in 10%. There is power in the small, consistent things. And the uh, last thing I'm going to leave you with, and we're going to pick up back on this next week, is stop thinking it has to be big. It doesn't have to be big to start. Your end goal might be big. 100 pounds you want to lose. Big goal, right? But you're not going to get there this year. You're not. We've determined that, right? And you're not going to punish your body through starvation or hard, crazy workouts. We've determined that. We're going to set a quantifiable goal. Maybe your goal is three pounds this month. Maybe you have consistently started something, lost 15 pounds, but then after three months, you've gained it all back and more. Wouldn't you rather lose two or three pounds each month this entire year? I don't know what's up with my dog right now. He's like doing all weird things. Wouldn't you rather lose two or three pounds for 12 months, right? Or would you rather lose five pounds for three months and then gain back 35? Gain back 40. Oh, I gained back more than I, I lost. I'd rather lose 36 pounds. Let's just say we lose three pounds each month. 36 pounds this month, then lose 30 pounds in three months, and then gain back 40. Now I'm plus 10. Take it slow. You're not going to run your endurance race today. You're not going to finish your goal tomorrow. You're going to have to get up and keep doing it day after day after day after day, whether you want to or not, whether you're feeling it or not, whether you're lost weight or you haven't, whether you lost inches or you haven't, you're going to have to keep doing it. So take it slow, break it down. It doesn't have to be this huge thing. We can celebrate three pounds. We can celebrate one. When's the last time you celebrated something less than one and weren't beating yourself up over it? 
I hope that this was helpful. We're gonna keep breaking down these action steps, but for now, I want you to digest that. I don't wanna give you more than that. I want us to get this mental game down pat. You are in control over your food. You can say no to things, you can. You can even say no to things outside that are going to take away time from you taking care of yourself. You don't have to like do every single play date. You don't have to do every single thing. You can say no to those things. We're gonna start small and we're gonna set a quantifiable goal. Let me know if this is helpful. I wanna know if these action steps are something that you can take in today. Remember, we're not gonna lose 50 pounds this year. We're running an endurance race. It's going to take time. There's going to be times where we walk. There's going to be times where we run. There's going to be a faster pace. There's going to be a slower pace. There's going to be times when we stop and take a water break. But we are going to keep going. We're going to keep going. You're going to keep going. You're going to push forward. You're going to break this plateau when we change this. So let me know your biggest takeaway. Let me know what you're going to change this week to set yourself up for an endurance race of your health. And I will see you back here next week, this time with more action steps to take. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.